What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cinema 7. I'm your host for this episode, Mario B, and today we're talking about Westworld, episodes 1 to 3. Now, we tried to have an episode covering episode 1, and we are going to try to cover, you know, every individual episode, uh, but that didn't work because of technical difficulties. Uh, We didn't get a chance to post our episode 1 review. I think it was a good episode, good small episode. I deleted my recording. I'll I'll just take it. You know, I deleted it, and there was no getting it back. And I'm sorry. Uh, me and Chris Hawk had a very uh, intense discussion about Venom. Well, it was more like me trolling Chris Hawk, pretty much. I was trolling Chris Hawk because it's what it's what it always is. It's what it's what it always ends up being: us trolling each other. As Chris Hawks has stated, Venom is basically his Han Solo, which means if you have been listening to the podcast, you know how much <laughs> I despise the idea of this Han Solo movie, even though I'm getting pretty excited to see this dumb movie called Solo. I gotta let you know that Han Solo is uh, expecting like a $170 million box office opening weekend, so really? a lot of people are excited for this movie. It doesn't even look that good. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. Chris Hawk's wife has finally made a cameo on the podcast. (laughs) Brittany has finally made a cameo, and she has stated that it doesn't even look that good. Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate you agreeing with me, even though I'm still (laughs) kind of excited. But Chris Hawk, he'll probably be excited when Venom comes out. Um, Free comic book day was this past Saturday. Uh, Me and John went. Chris Hawk was uh, doing some things. Uh, I think it was a successful comic book day, even though we just got 10 free comics and some pizza. I bought a lot more than that. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. John, you did buy a, uh, Overwatch statue. Among my other, you know, 30 comics that I usually pick up monthly. <laughs> my goodness. I uh, mean, I got like seven boxes now. It's, it's insane. I heard, uh, Nick Kenoki has a lot of back, backlogging. Look, he. Uh, I I told I told uh, Trilogy Comics. I told them shout out Trilogy Comics. I told uh, I told him I was like, look, if he doesn't get those, let me go through and cherry pick some of those covers because I actually want them. But you know, I don't blame you guys. He's got a ton of stuff in there. So John, you probably have too much the name that you picked up. I only picked up five, five, six comics because I am trying to start over at reading. And I want to start at things that are at number one. So I, I picked up uh, Death and Glory by uh, Image, number one. Um, that looks kind of interesting. Uh, I picked up some DC Universe stuff, The New Age of Heroes. I picked up The Curse of Brimstone. I'm going to read that. The Immortal Men, uh, Ashton Comics Special, number one. I, is that, uh, what is this one? I don't know, but it says Lex Luthor's Dark Secret Revealed. Uh Uh-oh. Would I have to read Action Comics to know what's going on with this one? Because I hope not. Um, Well, you're going to find out. (laughs) You're right when I start reading it. Uh, Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I picked up my normal stuff, and in addition to that, I got the first appearance of Jubilee in uh, in comics, uh, the X-Men, and I got uh, the first uh, Red Sonja comic ever. I bought those while I was there. I didn't even know you got the Red Sonja one. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I've been trying to buy that for a couple weeks now. I just threw it in my pool, and I was like, I'll buy this eventually, and I finally did. But I'm I'm going to be honest, I think I have it, so now I think I have two. The only other two I picked up was another image, uh, Oblivion Song. Uh, the cover look, grabbed my attention. Um, and Promised Land Part 1, Captain America, 701. And Chris Hawk asked me if I read 700, and I don't remember if I did or not, if I picked it up. Which one was 700, Chris Hawk? 700 is like, it's almost like a, like a tribute to Captain America, almost. Uh, yeah, I have Cause that. Because it, it says 700, and it's kind of like true to what it, it's is that the cover with the um the hollow cover where if you f- uh, go one way it turns into a different cover i believe so it's real it's kind of thick i think i did pick that one up i didn't read it yet though you said it was good it's really good you know um, mark wade doesn't write the best captain america but i think he's getting there it's just weird that they're marvel's doing all these parts they with captain america those do part one part two they do a lot of those with cap but, you know, me and John Kanoki just talked about how we went to uh, Free Comic Book Week. Chris Hawk, what did you do this weekend? Did you do anything fun, exciting? I went to the Museum of the Bible in D.C. How was that? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it was a lot more old. <laughs> it's basically, <laughs> it's, it really is a lot, a lot, a lot of old, old Bibles and codexes and Scroll. They have parts of the Dead Sea Scrolls there that they found in you know the Dead Sea. That's almost sixty to forty BC old and stuff like that. And how oh, that's pretty neat. It's it's very neat. They have um. It's really tall. It's like six stories tall. They have like a restaurant wow. on the top. I didn't even know this existed. I mean, there's some crazy museums there that like nobody knows about. And do you guys know about the Newseum? The history of the news? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to go see that, man. But there's some crazy museums that like nobody knows about in DC. They pop up because they just they they have to go somewhere. So they go up and then they they could do anything they want. All that money in DC, just any museum you want. You want a McDonald's museum? There's gonna be a McDonald's museum now. <laughs> I, the only museum I went into when I was there was uh the um the one that looks like it's from uh Night of the Museum. The Smithsonian, I think so. I think or, well, the Smithsonian because they have a couple huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to one of the the one of them because there's a couple there, and it was. Do you remember hot. which? Do you remember which one you went to? Uh, it, is it the? Did you go to the? Probably the not, history one, not natural history, maybe natural history. I think it's I mean, that's the what I was nature thinking. or something. Maybe I don't know. I just remember getting lost where I parked the car. That there's one, there's one part of the Smithsonian I want to go to, and I think I don't even think it's part of the Smithsonian, but it's a Native American museum that I that everyone just says it's it's phenomenal, and I, I think that's near the mall. Um, you know, I I actually have never been to the monument, the memorial, the Lincoln, the Jefferson. I haven't been to any of that stuff still. It's pretty cool, but like I said, I got lost going around because you, you yeah. walk around it and then. Um, like you, the streets all look the same almost 
and you forget what building you parked next to, like I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's crazy how the, the I did go to the Smithsonian. The 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 one what's the one with the American flag right in the beginning that's like real articulate and metal when you walk in. It has uh, all the old. Maybe I did go to the history one because it has like an uh, old. That's car like the biggest, most popular one. You know, I it's it. I can't remember. I just remember like there was this little. Uh, we stayed at this hotel uh, that was uh, on this weird area that looked like they were um, a lot of. Uh, it's like an old hotel. It was kind of neat, but it was like stylized, like very alternative and modern. Kind of cool. The the Native American Museum. I actually do uh, some people's taxes that are like big donors of that museum, and really? they tell me every year they're like, every year you should just go see it because uh, it's you know something you should experience. So I've always wanted to go see that one too. But I mean, you just I don't have time to go to all these museums, right? And I've done like all the monuments, and I think they're really cool. But I mean, it does take some time. You know, you could spend a whole afternoon there, and you know, still miss some stuff, especially when you have a family of you know. Soon to be four with Chris Hawk. <laughs> so museums for Chris Hawk, they're really weird because I like, I mean, I'm more, I like interacting with stuff more. Me just seeing stuff and reading what it's about doesn't really, doesn't really intrigue me as much. Like this was a. I'm the, uh, I'm the same way a little bit. Like at first I'm so like into it. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I just want to go. <laughs> All right, Chris Hawk, here's what you need to do. I was telling Mari about this. Jennifer and I have these uh, National Parks passport books, and you go to, like, every national park, national monument, national battlefield, and you have stamps, and you collect them. Oh. There you go. That's what you do. See? See? That's, that's a great idea. It makes we it active. Go, but we want to go camping. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, what is it? Me and Nick went to the Air and Space Museum there. And I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I was kind of disappointed. It was I think it was because they charged you for every peripheral good thing like the planetarium, the the simulation uh, flights. You know, they charge for all that. So it's more like it's not, I didn't even go to a museum. I went to a thrill ride amusement park. You went to a, a, a amusement park if you just look at things. Right. <laughs> Step right up. Come look at this. Give us $3 <laughs> and you can look at this. <laughs> I, I do want to when I went there, they were just finishing the uh, African-American Museum. Or what is mm -hmm. it called? Is that what it is? Na Native American? No, there's the African-American no. culture one. Yeah, it's like the the history of African-American culture. Yeah, I know. I know. What museum, it's, it's really new. Like, yeah, because the past few years they had a they had some of it up in the uh, the history part we went to the history building or whatever it was I I don't remember but it, it, that was kind of neat because they showed uh, they had uh, John will appreciate this they had Shonuff's outfit from the Last Dragon <laughs> oh my god awesome it's actually uh it's actually literally called National Museum of African American History and Culture I would like to go see that that'd be kind of that'd be pretty uh interesting i wish we had more field trips when we were younger to dc like we i i only went to go see the holocaust museum when we were in when i was in school that's the only thing i remember doing we never had any other dc trips 
The only field trip I went on as a kid was to like zoos and stuff. Like, I don't know if it was just Pennsylvania in general was just like, ah, just send them to a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> when, when was the DC trip? Is that elementary school? I think that was middle. Yeah, I thought it was middle school. And like, uh, you didn't go to like the Lincoln Memorial and stuff? I think it was just Holocaust. Oh, we definitely did like some of the memorials and the Holocaust Museum. They robbed Chris Hawk. That was a year after Chris Hawk. That's when it got good. <laughs> Gosh dang it. So like I said, uh, we, we've had a bunch of small talk here. Uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about some news. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound artificial. We're, we're not robots. <laughs> Good job, guys. I was trying to transition over to the news. That was terrible. (laughs) I'm sorry, John. These wonderful delights have meaningful ends or whatever the hell she says. Uh, (laughs) I butchered it. But like I said, we're talking about Westworld episodes one, two, three. But before we get there, we're going to talk about some news first. Um, Do it. Talk about it talk about it we got we got a few things on here um news first uh breaking news the original iron man suit has gone missing apparently the lapd is investigating it was stolen from a uh a warehouse in la is it owned by uh disney the warehouse obviously Uh, uh, (laughs) i'm guessing chris hawk give it back yeah (laughs) look mach 2 is the is the best suit all right in my opinion it looks it's practical it looks the greatest. I think it has the best paint job. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to give it back. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay? That's, that's crazy, though. Like, they don't have cameras there? Like, how, how, they, how does that happen? I bet you it's <laughs> like at the end of Indiana Jones, where they just reel stuff in, because it's a prop. No one, I mean, yeah. they're going to eventually use it again Wooden somehow. box. Wooden box that says what it is, and they just <laughs> leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Who how needs do, to go, John? I was just gonna say, how do they know it hasn't been missing for a while and they just discovered it? That's amazing. Like, <laughs> how, maybe it never got there in the first place. Some guy somewhere, or some lady, or whoever it is, a group of them, maybe they're all twisting their evil mustaches right now. Mm, yeah, maybe it's like a den of thieves heist. What, what if it shows up in a DC movie? <laughs> oh my! In the background. In the back. We know who did it. It's like rival colleges. Right, right, right. We need uh, an Iron Man of our own. <laughs> How great would this change some uh, colors? Speaking Wait. of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel. Oh, here we go. Simon Pegg wants to play Captain Britain. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? <laughs> I said it earlier, man. He is like the definition of a Marvel movie, so that's fine. Like, he's like a walking Marvel movie. Everything he does fits the Marvel movie persona, so why not? He's got to bulk up like Chris Evans. Honestly, he doesn't have to. They could make it work. (laughs) Yeah. Ant-Man. Like, like, um, what's his face? Playing Shazam? Oh, um, Zachary... Levi? Levi, yeah. Yeah. Just make his suit muscly. Er? Did you see he commented and sent a picture of him shirtless or something to those claims really yeah how'd he look mario he looked pretty buff okay like he was getting there i feel like the suit could be padded but he looked pretty buff we actually got a lot of marvel stuff to talk about now this subject 
I don't think we should talk about too long. Chris Hawk yes, could probably <laughs> Chris Hawk could probably um, go on and on about this one. But first, Captain Britain, it would be cool. Introduce some Europe European heroes. That's all I gotta say. That'd be kind of neat. So apparently, after um, Avengers or Avengers Four, Marvel is looking to change the focus of the franchise. It's going to have a new uh, direction, almost like a reboot. Uh, basically a reboot, but it, it's going to differ from uh, this Avengers uh, timeline. Is is that basically what he's saying, right? Well, Avengers is still going to continue. They're just there's going to be. I ba- basically what he's saying is that there's going to be another big franchise. Okay, and so it's, it's going to be like it's going to be them building like how they've been building up to each phase. There's going to be this new franchise is going to have its own phases too. Something like that, and and if they if the merger goes with uh, Fox, Fox, it's got to be X Men. But but will it happen? Yeah, Comcast man coming in out of nowhere wanting to bid on Fox to outbid Disney. They're prepared to do it in cash. That's what I read. Wow, <laughs> they got the assets, and they are prepared to do it. It de- it depends on the. Uh, the the merger of uh, the AT and T merger and how that goes down whether they offer is what I was reading because even if you know they could offer it and it, when the offer was accepted it still has to be approved. What does Comcast right. own? A lot. Uh, NBC, right? Don't they own NBC and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. A bunch of like news television channels. They're uh, one of what the big five. Yeah. In terms of like media stuff. Yeah, I remember when you sent me that. I rather would have Disney own it, in my opinion. All those franchises. I mean, I was I'm very spe- skeptical of Disney owning Predator and Alien and stuff like that. Uh, I know they they have didn't they they did acquire something from Fox because they're going to name it New Fox, or is that part of what they were going to do if they got Fox in the deal? Because didn't they name something New Fox or something? There was a report on that. I, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. I didn't hear anything about that. And just to clarify, they own NBC, uh, Universal, obviously USA Network, um, all those things. Oh, WWE, NCIS, WWE, Marvel Universe. Yeah, but I, I do agree. I think it makes more sense for Disney to have it. It's just, I mean, it may never happen. Chris Hogg. <laughs> then they better. They better spend some moolah. I mean, the Marvel Universe cost them, what, $4 million to buy it? They better hook. I will, I will help them. <laughs> I, will give, I will give them money to Here buy. Here is $5. <laughs> yeah, right. Fantastic Four. I, like, honestly. Fire up a Kickstarter. Fire, I'm, I'm a, go fund me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. For Marvel. For Marvel. No, it's for Chris Hawk. He wants to buy the franchise. <laughs> oh, my God. How many people do you think would send him money to help him with that? Like maybe his family and friends. <laughs> Disney, Disney would do it. They're gonna see Chris Hawk. He's not. He doesn't. You know, have a majority stake in anything. They're gonna be like, let's get this guy to get Fantastic Four, and then we'll buy it from him. And I don't, you can't lose that way. Yeah. I mean, realistically, they could buy it from you for like a hundred bucks. You'd probably do it I, uh, instantly. I might give it to him for free. I mean, you probably would. <laughs> just, just Fantastic Four would just. I think it would introduce a whole new category of moral movies about explore you know about exploring the sciences the world the universe it would you know some it's all about good versus evil you know fantastic four is not always about that 
it's about you know family it's about discovery and it's about everything i already said but that i think oh i would lose i would lose it if they got if i would lose it I think the first couple X-Men movies do a great job of uh, exploring other things than good versus evil, because Magneto, I think you understand where Magneto comes from and uh, his point of view about, you know, where he came from and how he kind of sees that sort of thing. He's trying to prevent that sort of thing from happening again. You know, I think what I can really mean is not just a protagonist versus an antagonist. I'd rather see them actually exploring worlds and that be the movie i mean go check out uh josh trank's fantastic for the first 45 minutes no nope. uh, is basically them <laughs> doing <Nope>. science <laughs> nope i haven't seen it and i will not see it <laughs> pantsless thing that's all i gotta say uh we got a bunch more news to talk about but you know while we're on the marvel subject i do want to mention and and i got a plug because i'm the, i'm the guy that plugs things Go listen to our Infinity War review with Fireside Comics. Uh, it's podcast crossover. It's pretty epic. Uh, if you listen to Fireside's version of the episode, you will hear uh, Goldblum's rumors, where we talk about theories and some rumors. Uh, it's exclusive to Fireside. Uh, he does this cool uh, rumor mill type discussion called uh, Goldblum's Rumors because he loves Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and he loves Marvel, so that's two things you get to hear Chris Poole talk about. Uh, for our version, you can hear some of our friends and uh, fans of the podcast uh, give their opinions on Infinity War, and you can hear my dad's ad for Audible. It's awesome. <laughs> Which I'm about to put in right here. What's up, what's up? Cinema 7 podcast listeners, how you doing? Here I am, the pro wrestling legend Mongoose from the Lehigh Valley right here in Pennsylvania. Listen to me when I talk to you, brother. I'm talking about the great offer from Cinema 7 and Audible. Visit www.audibletrial.com C7pod. This is the only place, I'm telling you, the only place where you can get some free stuff. You can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice from www.audibletrial.com. Now listen, man, I'm telling you, check it out. It's free. Even if you cancel your membership, you get to keep this free audiobook all to yourself. I want you to share this with your friends. Get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on Twitter. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna ride this lightning bolt all the way to another universe, brother. Check it out. Cinema 7 Podcast, right now. So some movies are getting some sequels, and some movies, uh, a movie. Run through them real quick. That we announced. Uh, Bill and Ted 3 has been announced. I'm super stoked. Are you really? <laughs> I love those movies. Uh, Rambo style. 5. Come on now. Do, we really, do we really need more Rambos? Do I mean, we really? have you seen the newest Rambo? It looks like John, John, old John Kenoki. Rambo 4. <laughs> What? From when you were in high school and you had the long hair, I was like, "I'm in that movie." <laughs> old, old you is in that movie. <laughs> you killed so many that. I wasn't people, aware. John. You killed so many people. Uh, Sherlock Holmes three with uh, Robert Downey Jr. is officially. Uh, I don't know if it's confirmed. It's rumored. I'm actually excited for that. I like those movies. 
Those movies were definitely fun, and I think that's all that matters. I never saw the second one. Second one, like uh, yeah, second one. You might like. He does that whole like um, elaborate. You know when he's beating up the guy and he's like kidney punch to the side, uppercut, elbow block, elbow block, <laughs> uppercut. He does that by investing like the steel, uh, some evidence, doesn't he, or something? Yeah, he's, I mean he's Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Peele has announced his new movie called Us. Uh, Chris Hawk, who's who's going to be in that? So you got Elizabeth Moss. You got Lupita. Um, I'm going to destroy her last name. It's like Nyong'o, maybe? Nyong'o. And then Winston Duke. And so far, there's been no synopsis. So we are just in the dark. But I think we can... I think it's a horror-esque type film again. Mm-hmm. That's I, be- what- I believe that's the tagline. It's like from the nightmares of Jordan Peele or something. So yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he takes his time with it, and I hope it's as as good as Get Out because there's going to be that that type of hype, you know, where it's like going to be compared to. Yeah, right. Uh, Chris Hawk likes this because he's excited. Uh, I don't know, John. You you seem you might be excited because of uh, Leo DiCaprio. But Burt Reynolds and Margaret Robbie joined that QT movie, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is shaping up to be the most amazing cast. I'll be honest, the reason I am hesitant about it is Quentin Tarantino. I really like the, the premise, and I think uh, the, whole, the whole Manson family thing does have a lot of area to be made into a movie but i feel like quentin tarantino is going to go in a direction that maybe isn't the direction it should be going with with you know when you're talking about people that murdered a bunch of people i don't know that's just that's just me well the problem is the problem is he's going to be playing manson so i just can't take it serious yeah that's the thing too i you know sometimes i feel like (laughs) these things should be taken serious i was kidding of course he's not playing manson you don't know that i would I, I mean, I know you're joking, but realistically, it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You never know. Never know. Oh, geez. Well, that's all the news I have for this week. Uh, thank you, John, for bringing up the news. That was a very good discussion, I think, we had on the news, as well as our very good discussion about our personal lives. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut this part out. Uh <laughs> But let's get down, as we always say, to the nerd gritty. What everyone's here for, obviously, because it's in the title. Welcome to the main event. Westworld episodes one to three. Now, like, yeah. like I like we said earlier, you know, we recorded a whole episode for episode one, talking about what we thought and stuff like that. So we're only go- we're gonna recap a little bit because we're on episode three. But we all pretty much felt. That uh, episode one was a little lackluster, and it's uh, delivering uh, for, you know, making us excited for what's to come. You know, obviously we're excited because, uh, you know, there's the whole mystery behind Westworld. J.J. Abrams is involved. You know, something's going to be, you know, crazy popping out of somewhere. You're going to be like, whoa, what the heck? Oh, my God. What? I'm going to guess what the heck the theory, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. we, we, we thought it was a little lackluster. Uh, was there anything else that we talked about? I think we just brought up the fact that you have all of this buildup and a two-year gap between the first season 
and then you get the second season, and out the gate, the episode just did not deliver. But then we went into some some theories and some opinions, but we'll go into that again because we got episode two and three to talk about today. Boy. That's right. Uh, John is still not sold on uh, what's her name? Mel Mall. What's her what's her name? Maeve. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with John. I think I just I can't see myself standing next to that character and agreeing with her choices or just caring about her overall journey. I just I I'll, I'll tell you something what about it. By the end of episode three, or in episode three, I, I'm more uh, in uh, more immersed into her journey, me personally. Them's fighting words. I know, but I, I don't, I, by ep- end of episode three, I'm, I'm intrigued about, you know, her character and what she's doing. Because now she's got like a whole team, and, you know, she's not killing... Uh, certain people and stuff, and it's or you know, she's kind of got like a team now, and uh, that I, I I really like that. What's what's going on with her side of like who's with her? I guess I'll tell you why I don't like. Well, while I don't like the character, I do think that she is realistically the only host with free will because she gave herself free will right. basically. And I think that's neat, and I like that they are the ones uh, expanding this universe, like they're going other places. But I just, it's something about her whole plot that just, like, she's not doing anything meaningful, even though she's, like, gathered this team. Yeah. And I I know that, you know, I know what her end goal is right now. The only thing I don't know about her is how it's going to end. But I don't really care because I don't care about the journey. I do like that she has these people with her, like these humans that she needs because they all serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the bad guy, whatever his name is, I keep forgetting. And the snake snake girl with the flamethrower. Yeah. Armistice. But, I mean, I just can't care about how she's going about it. It's because they're like all following. I like that she expands it, though. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's because she's. They're following her so she can get to her daughter, but it's it's. I see what you're saying because it's like, I, I I by episode three, I think I like what's going on because I like, uh, everyone. I like these groups. Everyone has like their own group. Like Dolores is building an army. Uh, Tessa Thompson has her kind of team or army or whatever they're assembled to park the corporation, and then you have her side who she's just picking up these people uh as she goes on this quest to find whoever her daughter is or whatever i i I mean i kind of i kind of like that whole dynamic of each person's journey uh into one but if i had to watch an hour of just her journey uh, going through whatever she was doing i i see where i see what you're saying i guess if that makes any sense does anyone have a favorite character after three episodes of season two? Yeah. I don't know. Season one, like, hands down, Bernard was, like, the best, like, actor slash character, and mm-hmm. his whole plot and everything was great. I don't I don't know if I do of season two right now, because there's not, I don't know, it hasn't focused on anyone enough, and I just don't feel like any of their plots are so strong that I care, even at this point. Mm-hmm. Minus... The new girl, you know, maybe her, what she, whatever she's doing in this park is, is going to be cool. But obviously, I don't know. I am intrigued by her. 
are we just gonna are we still on we're episode going, one we're going, yeah we're, we're going <laughs> full episode two three and chris hawk okay okay okay, okay you know i think that that new girl is the daughter of the man in black Ooh, i have um, considered this yes i think it would be a really neat parallel maybe there's a reason why you know he's not very close to his kids he's living in the park um maybe she is the heir to the park it would be pretty neat to see that kind of avenue taken what she does you know is she daddy's girl is she not daddy's girl is she going to survive ghost nation who is now like the biggest mystery i think is ghost nation like are they they're nuts they're doing <laughs> they're doing whatever they want yeah in I, in episode two i like how they kind of flash back to uh william and how he kind of uh, took over the park and, and stuff like that. But in episode three, they don't really flash back as much or at all to that. And I, I kind of want to see where that goes and how um, I think that's what I'm most intri- intrigued of or most looking forward to is seeing how that ties into maybe why they might be uh, acting the way the hosts are acting the way they are. Because John brought it up earlier when we were texting, he has a theory that, or he thinks it would be cool um, if the hosts, like if the humans programmed him to do that all along or something. John, what? you explain it. To rebel? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it'd be, at this point, I think it would be neat. Because obviously what's going on with the hosts is supposed to be transparent. I think it would be neat if every single thing was the planned narrative, not like just parts of it cuz obviously parts of it are but all of it it's like all planned not even just like some of it just everything everything we see in the show is like planned out to the T like this has to happen here so you with this character what you're saying is the entire the entirety of this world all six parks is in one giant collaborative narrative narrative that involves killing humans and even Maeve, like what she's doing, like the decisions, even if she had technically has free will, the influences put on her led her to the decisions she made. And everybody else is just following a plot. I think it'd be so cool. And maybe like, like the big swerve this might ultimately need, because I don't know if you guys feel it, but it feels kind of stale right now because nothing's happening. We're about to be on episode four, and I don't feel like we've gotten any real progress. In terms of most people, like everybody's just traveling, but nobody's actually doing anything. It's a lot of I mean, walking. Episode three, like the introduction of the new uh, Discover the Raj Park, like is is like some of the the best stuff we've had because something happened. Mm-hmm. Like we got to see something different or somebody do something. So do I, you think? Do you think Ford had control over other parks, not just Westworld? I think that. He may not have been like the lead creative mind behind it, mm-hmm. but I do think he had to have some influence over it. If obviously they're like the beginnings of the company and the people that sold it, you know, yeah, because they had they they had to have some sort of creative control there. Even if that one guy that writes all the plots for Westworld, you know, didn't have anything going on there. But I mean, in episode three, we kind of see that he he does know what should be going on in that area, right. It's just that when other parks malfunctioning, it it just believe. I think that theory is is strong. I think it's a strong theory because it's it's like all the parks 
are suddenly linked, not just by, you know, the host. I mean, is there more that we haven't seen yet? Or are we going to see like the undergroundings of Raj world? Or are we going to see why these worlds are leaking into each other? Was it just Ford's doing? Is, you know, I think, I think we're going to see some big things in episode four, hopefully. Speaking of the, the new girl from the other park, like John was saying, I, I like that they showed how other people were in a different park and how this whole thing affected them during the, the outbreak or the, or the uh, host becoming self-aware or taking free will or whatever. I do. I, it, it's weird because the first season, I feel like you're rooting for the robots. And in this season, it's like you're rooting for the humans, at least from, for me. I, I want to see the humans live. And I think that's why I like Maeve's journey is because she's, collect, she's not really killing humans. She's kind of collecting, saving the ones that kind of helped her so far. And she's like keeping them alive. I guess she's she's like she protected the one dude from the, the Native American tribe and she, you know, reconnected with the people who kind of basically gave her the free will and she didn't like kill them or let them die. So I, I kind of like that's why I think I like her journey is because she's uh, morally not doing what Dolores is doing. And Dolores's thing, I guess I understand, but I'm not really liking her her journey per se i don't know but um in episode two what do you think of when she describes the city as uh how does she say it because uh what's william uses the same terminology at the end when they're building the park and isn't it like natural splendor or something like that yeah is that the new is that the new uh beautiful delights quote for season two you think even the father says it too when, yeah, uh, it's part of their like their narrative. It's in their like when you first meet them in like episode one. I think it's what they say in terms of like uh, the words they use. So I think that's why they always go back to it is because that's words they're programmed to know. Just like you know how Maeve and uh, uh, whatever that guy's name is, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, the guy with her, but you know how they keep quoting things that their characters would say in Westworld. Yeah, I think that's why she keeps using it. Which is, I mean. It's a good, it's a good, you know, statement. I like how it's used and stuff. Like, I, I do think it has meaning. Whether it's like the quote of the series, I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys a question. If, uh, if, if you would stop and think for a second, there's six parks. We know that one is Westworld, one is Discover the Raj, and one is Samurai World. What do you think the other three parks are? I have three guesses, but I'd like to hear yours. Well, it seems like there's a theme of um, humans doing spectacular atrocities in these parks, like the British conquering the Indians, um, and then the American manifest destiny all over the Indians. So I kind of feel like it's... Something to do with natives? No, it's like there's a theme of conquering. So I bet you there's one of, like a Chinese one. I mean, shoot, that's all right. (laughs) It's a samurai one. Um, it feels like these are, it's like a risque. It's pretty, like, I think slavery would be one as, as I know they're probably in it, but it just flows with the theme of the parks. They're all committing terrible atrocities. You know, they're, 
they're white people overtaking the Indian population. You know, they're leading, you know, they're basically slaves to the, to the white people. In Westworld, it's the same thing. It's, it's just terrible. Like, you know, it's a terrible, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I see what you're, I see where you're coming from. Um, I, I feel, I, I don't, I don't know if I agree because I feel like Westworld is basically just Western times. Like it's black. It's real cut and dry for me. Like, I feel like the, the one we saw in uh, episode three is like just big game hunting kind of, uh, it seems like it's, it is very cultural based though. I see where you're coming from though. I I just, I I have a feeling it's, uh, not that, (laughs) I don't know. Well, I, I I completely agree with you, Mario. I don't. I think you're going way darker than it is. Hawk. <laughs> you're so dark. You're like the DC universe. Um, it's, it's because you couldn't market uh, something as you could go do that. You have to market as an attraction. So Westworld is to appease the wild, wild west. Um, the one we just saw, I think, has an appeal with its environment, and like the jungle, uh, almost uh, Asian environment, and I think that's. All we ever see is the people doing, you know, what they want to do, but that's not how it's marketed. And then you have Samurai World, which has a very Asian um, feudal time system mm-hmm. thing, presumably. So I think what you'll have with the other three parks oh, is... Oh, I want to guess. Could... Go ahead. Medieval World. Um, yeah. Yep. There's one. There's got to be a future one where it's in sci-fi, the future. Sci-fi. That's two. And number three is very hard to guess at. But I'll be honest, I think because of everyone else's fascination with it, I think it should be American. I think it should be like America in like the 20s, the 40s, one of the golden ages for America. Gangster age. That's what I was about to say, like 50s or 60s, like when they're building highways and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think they might have hinted at that when they're showing us the city and, you know, how they're building stuff. And maybe that's, you know, where they have that scenario set up for uh, the Dallas executives. Maybe that's, you know, part of what they're working on. Amazing. I just thought it was interesting that if we see, you know, more parks, what they could be. I'm going to the park with Indiana Jones. Okay. That's the (laughs) the 50s park. You know, I think that'd be kind of cool. A lot of symbolism if they go to that park because like a 50s or... 40s park because it would show you like basically the rise of modern man and it would showcase like what's going on uh plot wise in in westworld but it would mirror almost in a sense about like the nuclear age and all that stuff yeah it would have to be new york and i mean if you go anywhere else in the world or you talk to anyone else that's not from america they have like an unhealthy fascination with new york like it's like the biggest deal to them and i think that's when you're looking at theme parks you have to build something that appeals to people new york so while we think new york you know like a theme park new york might be kind of stupid like i feel like a lot of people would be on board or that or um 1960s 50s hollywood los angeles yeah that's the other side like it's it's either new york california or florida but florida's not getting a park made after it get out of here (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you you already got too many parks. Get out of here. You go to the Florida park, is this a bunch of old people there? Oh, look at that. Look at is that Miami? <laughs> why um why was that uh the uh, the shootout in episode three so bad? 
Did you guys notice how bad that was? Because it happened so quick that I missed, I even missed what happened. <laughs> Between the Confederados and the corporate, uh, Delos Corporation? Yeah. I, like security team? Oh, man. So many problems. I don't, I, like, I don't know. I don't even know why that scene was there. It just felt pointless to me. Like, you could have easily had the people show up, then shown the aftermath, or like the very end. I didn't need the constant gunfight. I, th- I think it honestly took away from it. Like, we don't get a lot of massive gunfights that take, like, ten minutes in Westworld, and now we get one. It just kind of feels out of place. I just... You have Delos, probably one of the most powerful corporations in the world, and you're... The way you fight is by walking at them in a gun line. I mean, you're not using drones. You're not using unmanned vehicles. Well, they have that you're armor. Not, it just... It was no tension for me. I just, it was so, I just feel like it wasn't directed in a place that comes from action. It, if you get I, what I'm saying. I think it was just to der- derail Dolores because story-wise, I feel like she was getting too, like, strong with this army. So it was probably just a way to cut her off and bring her back down to, like, a even playing field. Or have her, have her, uh journey more or have her more more, um build up because i i feel like like uh, adding on to what you're saying i was anticipating a more a build up uh like action gunfight or something to where she kept building this army and they would meet her eventually down the road and not like derail her this early like i thought it would have more build up than that but i feel like it's because she was getting so like maybe it's that Ryan Johnson type of uh, train of thought where you're writing it down. You're like, this seems right. This seems right. And you're like, okay, wait, how now, how do I go to here? So you're like, well, you got to derail her army maybe or something. I mean, I, I mean, I could be wrong. That's just how I felt. I just, it was a real slow part. I think it was the weakest part of the episode for me. I just, I didn't care about whatever happened. Uh, I just when tactics like that were so blatantly wrong, I just I don't know. I just since we're talking theories and stuff here, I think that Bernard is going to use the Ghost Nation to kill all those hosts. <laughs> I don't remember seeing any Ghost Nation hosts in that in that lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, just saying, Bernard's the new villain. Did anybody else? Did we see Charlie yet? Because he mentions Charlie in episode two. Does anybody else think that maybe Tessa Thompson might be Charlie? Charlotte Charlie? Uh, because he just mentions his... I don't know if he says it's his son, does he? I think he Directly? I think he does say that. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, there goes my theory. <laughs> I mean, well, Bernard is programmed, so maybe it was programmed to not be too similar. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys watch the preview for the next couple episodes? Yeah. At the end it's, of the episode yeah, three, it seems like they're gonna be more involved with those faceless drones, and apparently yeah. they get they get kind of violent. Apparently, they make S- cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right with me. It's you a gotta, new you gotta have a good cupcake every now. We and got it. It's a new batch. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to uh, talk about in, ep- in episode two or episode three, or anything that you want to see more of in the coming episodes that I'm sure uh, we'll talk about? Honestly, I think episode two should have been episode one. That would have been a great kicker. Yeah, I think they're running out of time. 
and they need to uh, expand. We need to do something. That's what I think. I'm excited to see Samurai. Did uh, you like that end? The ending of that episode, uh, Mario? I mean, it was it was a little it was a tease, but it, I, right. I was gonna say I hope they just keep teasing it and we don't <laughs> see it this season. I'd be so mad <laughs> just for Mario. Or they get there and it's like it blew up, like somebody new. Oh my god! From America Land. I have a feeling this samurai is going to join them, and I think that'd be amazing. Like I'm, I'll be even more on the uh, the Mave train. The Mave train. That's what hashtag Mave train. I'm on the hashtag Mave train. Mave train. If they get the samurai on their team, I um I really enjoy Dolores as the villain. I I mean maybe like an anti-hero, anti-villain type of thing. But I, th- I really think she plays it very well. She's menacing when she wants to be. She's caring when she wants to be. She's downright just, she can give you that, that stink eye that she gave Teddy at the end of episode three. I mean, that was, that was some, it was pretty amazing. I think the best acting still goes to Bernard. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's hands down the best actor in the entire show. How, he, how nuanced he is between playing Bernard and playing Arnold. It's you can see the difference. There's just what it's incredible when he's on the screen. I don't know. I don't know if I see the difference. I just see Bernard being more confused, where um, Arnold is just uh, more direct. I guess. I mean, I mean, maybe that I just agreed with you. I don't know. <laughs> I I tend to agree. I think it's more of his actions, though. Like he constantly has that hand tick. Even when like things are going on around him and he's not the co- the constant focal point, mm-hmm. like he's you constantly twitching the hand, like you see it on his face. I just think that in terms of what he's asked to do, he does it really well. Whereas most other people are playing robots. Let's be honest, there's not a whole lot they need to do. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you, John. I think that Bernard. I think that Bernard's going to be the villain. Turn out to be the villain because there's just so much they're not doing with him. Where it's got to be some something is going to happen with him, some kind of. Uh, I mean, is he reveal. the villain? Is he really the villain if he kills all the hosts? Wouldn't he become the hero then? Uh, Not necessarily depends on who we're rooting for. What if Dolores turns against him and she turns good? Oh snap! Yeah, what if uh, Dolores's uh, whole course of action through this is not the humans, but to stop. Bernard and whatever Bernard or whatever's going on with Bernard. Did Where's he, the man in Blackfoot? Did he take the father's data? Is that what he did? Did you guys? I think he was. I think he was trying to unlock it, but I, like I said, that part I kind of missed all that. Like in and out I think of. He, I think my, he got uh, in. He got inside of it. Like he got like the through the encryption, and I, I don't know if he downloaded the data onto him i don't it know would, it would be a nice little switcheroo yeah i'm not sure either to be honest but we'll have to see you know episode four yeah uh what seven episodes to go and uh i don't want this to be a game of thrones i don't want eight more seasons of just waiting to figure things out okay yeah mystery i mean it's fun and all but it can only last so long it doesn't True. it doesn't create it doesn't create drama Let's not make a Walking Dead here. So we talked about... Uh, we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about episodes one through three, one, two, and three of Westworld. We talked about some news. 
Uh, but we're going to send it off now. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Cinema7 underscore pod. Uh, again, how we spell seven. If you don't know by now, obviously if you found this ep- this episode or, or you found any of our other episodes and you've been listening to us, you know how we spell seven. It's the number seven, E-V-E-N. Uh, look us up on social media. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud or anything like that, uh, make sure to subscribe on Google Play or iTunes, Apple Podcasts app. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, uh, <laughs> rate and review us on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can donate as little as a dollar to help us out. We have a goal of... Uh, John, what's the goal? $500? I don't know. It's, not, it's like whatever a small goal can be because... We would like to set up a booth at a Comic-Con. Doesn't matter which Comic-Con. Doesn't matter if we make our own Comic-Con and just, you know, invite the neighborhood. We want to set that up. It'd be fun. And we can do, like, a live podcast at, like, a con, maybe. Or, you know, we can definitely get better equipment. Um, I don't think that sounds selfish. I mean, there's a lot of people with a lot of goals on Patreon who... Uh, use it and probably get better equipment and stuff like that so you know we we have a couple goals in mind that we could use and if you like us uh, definitely help us out and we'd be much appreciative because John will name you on every episode and there's tears every single episode every single episode Uh, you can be a guest you get a sticker a t-shirt whatever you want there pal yeah thanks Mario's mom thanks Mario I don't know thanks Chris Hawk maybe thanks Joey Hill and thanks me (laughs) his five dollars is not going towards us this week. It's going towards uh, Avengers or Avengers Disney <laughs> buying Fox. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're Cinema Seven. Uh, Chris Hawk, take it out. Take it away with the classic Chris Hawk send off and our motto. Before I do, Mario. Yo. What'd you think? What'd you think of that tiger CGI? It was pretty good. <laughs> I- <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was terrible. <laughs> Get out of here. Just wait Get till I name. Oh, by the way, our 100th episode is <laughs> next week. Our 100th episode, I repeat, is next week. It's big. We're going to be talking about our favorite video games. We're going to be talking about stuff that that uh, attracts us, that uh, grabs our attention, and, and talks about some of, the, some of the things we grew up with. We're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite movies all time. And we're going to guest each other's top 10. And let me tell you, it's going to be amazing. so as always from us at cinema 7 we want to thank you for listening with us we want to thank you for watching with us and we want to thank you for exploring with us